0: Up, you fabulous forkers! Welcome to Where Does Food, the Food History Podcast,
1: where we tell you a little bit about the history of food. I'm L. I'm your host Tim, and I can't get a, I every goddamn time we start this fucking podcast, I don't know what's going on. uh <laughs> How's it going, food delinquents? You fucking, you fucking forkers!
0: <laughs> Thought that was good.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. That's, that's a good one. I'm, I like that. I'm one.
0: trying. I'm trying. So, yeah. Tim, today we're going to make Willy Wonka proud. And we're talking about chocolate.
1: Yeah, chocolate.
0: Tim, how do you feel about chocolate?
1: Oh, dude, I love chocolate. I love chocolate, man. Me it's too. It's good.
0: Do you have a preference on how you would like to eat your chocolate? Like, do you like chocolate bars? Do you like chocolate ice cream? Do you chocolate cake? Mm. Like, none of the I above? Don't
1: know if I, I, yeah, I don't know if I have a preference. Um, if I see chocolate, I eat it. I think that's my preference. I respect that. That's a good preference. If it's chocolate, hey, it's chocolate. (laughs) If it's chocolate, I'm smashing. There's nothing else. Yeah. If it's chocolate, yeah, if it's chocolate, I mean, we talked about cookies, right? And I didn't name, uh, I did name chocolate chip cookies as a top cookie, but I didn't, like chocolate cookies aren't like at the top of my list on that. So I guess like, you know, when it comes to like certain baked goods, like pies, I'm not big on chocolate pie, but like cake, for sure, love chocolate cake. Big fan, big fan, 10 out of 10. Uh, Puddings, Love me some chocolate puddings. Chocolate pop pudding. Snack. Yeah, pop up in a snack pack. Get to Ooh, going. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah, uh, mooses, Love me some chocolate mousse. It's Good. Oh my goodness
0: gracious. Good. Mousse. And then of
1: course, yeah, and then of course, chocolate bars. Of course. Chocolate yeah. ganaches too. Yeah, ganaches are great. Yeah, ganaches are wonderful. Um, s'mores. Love me some s'mores. <laughs> yeah. Quality so times I- got chocolate in it. it. <laughs>
0: I don't know, it's more than so long. All right, we're we'll going to have to fix that soon. So those are have all... Have you
1: seen... Hold on, I'm going to cut you off. Have you seen the 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 big marshmallows that have chocolate in them now? And it's like from the Jet Puff company or whatever. That I don't know what the fuck that company's called. But no. they make like chocolate-filled marshmallows what? now. Yeah. Is it good? I ha- Oh, I haven't had them. I'm scared to because I'm worried that the chocolate's going to be terrible.
0: And the marshmallow's going to taste weird?
1: I don't know if the marshmallow tastes weird. I'm just more concerned about the chocolate. Because when chocolate's bad, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: when chocolate's bad, it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's, no, it's bad. True. If it's not good chocolate, it's bad chocolate. It's like there's, you know how uh, with poke, I was like, hey man, bad sushi's good sushi. Nah, not with chocolate. Bad chocolate <laughs> is bad chocolate. That's just ass. That's
0: true. Yeah, all chocolate is <laughs> not created just... <laughs> equally.
1: No, that's just ass. If it's bad, it's bad. Don't if eat. Bad it. is bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. Noted. Yeah. So one. Of, okay. I will say one of the cool things about chocolate is that it's a noted anti-inflammatory a neuroprotective, and it has cardioprotective effects. It can also improve the bioavailability of nitric oxide, which essentially improves the platelet function and the fluidity of blood. So not only is it good, it's also just great for your body.
1: Oh, that's cool. So how much does uh, heavy cream, milk, and sugar counteract those (laughs) qualities? A lot. A lot. It overpowers.
0: It will 100% overpower. But, yeah. to your point, if you have dark chocolate, that doesn't have as much percentage of those things. Right. You can't, you can't inherently gain the qualities of, of chocolate.
1: Oh, what's the darkest chocolate you go for? Go.
0: It's going to be at least 70% or above.
1: Okay. So, you so, da- dark chocolate.
0: Yeah, I'll do dark chocolate. Yeah. What about you, Tim? You dark
1: chocolate. We do do dark yeah. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. 70% or above, man.
0: Yeah, no, I think 70 is good because it's, it's just... It's just bitter enough, but it's just sweet enough also. Yeah. So, just in general, the good old U.S. of A. is projected to make roughly nine billion dollars of the overall global confectionery market share. So, on a scale of one to nine billion, Tim, how much would you rate chocolate? <laughs> You're one to nine. Damn.
1: But. One to nine billion. Um, eight billion two hundred and fifty million and one hundred and thirty-eight thousand.
0: I'm not going to remember that 138 but we got
1: No, no, I'm not going to remember. I all eight I and remember quarter. saying is 8 and a quarter. 8 and a quarter. <laughs> eight, and a quarter. <laughs> 8 and a quarter million. No, I'm a yeah, seriously. Uh big big fan of chocolate. So I'm going to stick with my 8 and a quarter. Uh Hell Yeah, okay. For sure. I big fan. You got a little wiggle room? You don't have much wiggle room though. No. Um and I just can't go hard on chocolate. It's just to I really do It's so good. It. It's I'm good. I'm yeah.
0: fearing that you it might actually go down a little bit. Yeah. And some foreshadowing to the rest of the the rest of the pod
1: yeah for, foreshadowing for information i might already know
0: <laughs> we'll probably have an idea on. we'll be able to uh speak upon yeah. later as we get yeah, there I,
1: literally messaged you what a week and a half ago before we got to this, <laughs> this week
0: time was the last episode? Episode? okay it was last
1: week i don't know i feel like it was last week uh it was
0: last week it was last week
1: yeah and I was like, I was like, man, Chalk's gonna be a sad one. I didn't do any research for this, by the way. I just kind of know, <laughs> like, I just kind of know how food works. So,
0: well, just like Poke, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a sad, sad moment.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have a sad moment. But then it's we're a- gonna have all thrills, baby. All so thrills. let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes. is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward, totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode chocolate 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 so just like just like top chocolate
0: tim it's got rich flavor profiles well what would you say the history of chocolate is also
1: very very rich oh thank okay
0: you. thank you for that okay all
1: yeah, right velvety like is it wait minute, is it just rich or is it like velvety or is it kind of rough if it's like is it like artisan chocolate where it's a little it's like, rougher it's like artisan chocolate you know. it's so good okay it's, it's rich, but it's but you it's, know, it's a little rough. There's you know, it's a little some... it's a little gritty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the nitty gritty chocolate. No, okay. So yeah. heads up, I am I'm, I'm already doing this. I'm gonna probably mispronounce words, and
1: I'm gonna apologize should, for that. Right you now, you should you should stop apologizing. No, I have, and just I have to. I have to just no, go in. and I'm commit still committing.
0: I'm still committing. I'm just apologizing. No, we for We are commit.
1: respected, respected, and revered food, food historians. historians. We know yep. how to pronounce these things. And and listen, I've been hearing inklings that we're not professionals, that we're, you know, we're like making it up as we go. Um the fuck? What? We are food what? Historians, okay? Culinary historians. We are professionals. We got our degree from Food University. F
0: U baby. In,
1: yeah. <laughs> F U Food University in Key West, Florida. Yep. Yeah, yep. Key West. That's where we got it from. Either way, continue. I just had to get that out. She's gonna, uh, she's gonna mispronounce some things.
0: Just a few things, and then for terminology purposes, cacao is going to refer to the plant or its beans before yeah. processing. Chocolate will refer to anything that's made from the beans itself, okay. and then cocoa is just generally referring to chocolate in powdered form.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Cacao, cocoa. You got that? And cacao is the plant before processing chocolates uh when it's getting processed and then the cocoa is powder got you got you got it before we get in i'm gonna test you oh. i'm gonna test you do you kn- you're gonna test yeah. me no that's not how this do works do you know the difference between uh the dutch cocoa powder and regular cocoa powder
0: tim i'm so glad you brought that up because we're gonna talk about that the dutch process Okay, cool. And alkalining, yeah. Nice. But again,
1: you're, you can also comment on that when we get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you. I, I had to test you. had to see if you were going to have that in there or not.
0: Before we get into chocolate, we do have to climb up the tree that is the, c- the cacao tree, the plant, the in and of itself of how we get chocolate. It's not, we don't just get chocolate from the ground, but we do kind of. And here's how. So the cacao tree is an evergreen tree that can grow from about 20 to 40 feet. And it's after about four years, it's when it's going to reach its maturity So it's got, uh, it produces a cacao pod, and that pod can grow to be about one pound, and then the pod in and of itself can have anywhere from 20 to 60 seeds, so okay, the beans.
1: What a wide range. 20 to 60? I know. 20 to 60? Get some consistency, buddy. Fix yourself. And then it could be 20 to 40 feet.
0: Could you imagine a forty feet <laughs> cacao tree, and then it's yeah. twenty seeds pop like yeah. I'd be pissed. What kind of Ben Simmons numbers are these? No, so I'd be I'd be upset about that. So, but I like that the like weight's it. consistent.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> the <laughs> the pod's always around a pound, <laughs> give or take. Mostly, give or take one. <laughs> Tim,
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because the pod is made mostly of the the pulp that holds okay, the yeah. seeds in it. So pulp's kind of like yeah. It, the pulp, they actually use it for juices, smoothies, jellies, and creams. Okay. I So it could be... Uh. Yeah, wild. Apparently, the chemical makeup of, like, cacao beans in and of themselves, like, sometimes they'll use them as bases for makeup because it's got caffeine and it's got some... Uh, I can't remember the other one, but it's, like, really good for your... For elasticity of your skin. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Yeah. Who would Fun. have thought? I, I didn't. But, yeah. So the pulp of your cacao pod can be used for that. And then you've got your cacao seeds, aka your chocolate. So... You're probably wondering, like most people, where am I going to find these trees at? Like, what's the situation? They're going to be best hanging out in a tropical uh, climate. Mostly Brazil, Ecuador, Mexico, Peru. These were the hot spots. These are the main places. And then, of course, colonization happened. And now, (laughs) more so, African countries as well as Ecuador um, and Brazil and Peru um, Ghana and the Ivory Coast are going to be the main places that cacao farming occurs. So, Africa and then South America. Oh, and then my. the cultivation, right? Yeah, the cultivation, the use, the culture elaboration of cacao, there were early, early findings in Mesoamerica. Mesoamerica, we can kind of make an assessment. that was essentially like central Mexico in that area. So it's really cool. So they found ceramic vessels with residue from preparation of cacao beverages. Um, and they found them dating back to about 1900 to 900 BC. Whoa. So then we've got, yeah, fucking wild. We've got locations. So, a ceramic vessel at an Olmec archaeological site on the Gulf Coast of Veracruz, Mexico dates cacao's preparation by pre-Olmec peoples as early as 1750 B.C. Then we're going to go to the Pacific Coast of Chiapas, Mexico. A McCoya archaeological site provided evidence of a cacao beverage dating earlier than 1900 B.C. Damn. wild so like chocolate milk essentially has been around forever but it wasn't chocolate milk because there was not milk in it but people have been ingesting and drinking chocolate in and of itself for a very very long time yeah um, there's an assumption that the initial domestication was probably related to the making up a fermented or technically alcoholic
1: beverage right yeah yeah i don't know why i didn't think about that because chocolate's fermented i'm sure people got boozy off that yeah i'm sure they had some some boozy beverages to go with their Absolutely. fermented chocolate. It's good. If you want to have a good
0: time, you you uh, called yeah. chalk. You made a little chocolate beverage up. Yeah, sounds good. You awesome. know what hits though?
1: You know what schmack? <laughs> what Tim? What schmack? Uh, that chocolate almond milk from uh, <laughs> from the Blue Diamond. Uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Okay, buddy, buddy, buddy. It hits. It hits. I mean, that shit is fire. Uh, <laughs> also, wish schmack though what YooHoo's? i'm so glad you said that you smacked dough yeah do you remember the double chocolate have i asked you that before you remember the double chocolate yoohoo
0: no i don't remember the double chocolate yoohoo
1: yeah man yeah man about uh i think it was around when i was like 10 or something like that they had a double chocolate yoohoo she was. i bet that was, was so good. good it was so good I bet That was so good i don't know i don't know why they stopped
0: i was like mm, damn they probably can't dis- find it. i was disrespectful. like disrespectful they brought back like Gatorade and cans. Like, maybe they can bring back the double chocolate for the yoohoos.
1: They brought back Gatorades and cans. Wait a minute. Huh? Yeah.
0: It was like uh, for a second there. They were making Gatorades and cans. I don't know if because they were just, it was a plastic bottle shortage. shortage. But yeah, you can order some Gatorades uh-huh. and cans.
1: Yeah. We don't know if it's retro or if it's a shortage. <laughs> that's that's a where we are now. Yeah. That's where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> retro is shortage. Bless it.
0: <laughs> this is America. Okay. So there are three main types of cacao. <laughs> We've got <laughs> we've got the oh, forestero, the Criello, and the Trinitario. This sounds Italian. I don't feel like. But anyways, the forestero okay. varieties are most commonly used in commercial production. The Criello varieties are very susceptible to disease, so they're not widely grown. Um, but the Trinitario is a hybrid of the Forastero and the Criello varieties, and they produce this flavorful bean, and that's usually used in high-quality dark chocolates. So those oh, are the yeah. types yeah i didn't realize and then so we've got the processed cacao bean that like the, the one that comes from fluid paste or liqueur um from which cocoa powder and chocolate are made um so the chocolate is sold directly to the consumer as solid bars and then think of it as like baking chocolate that's pretty much how we we get the chocolate and so then you got the baker's chocolate and then you've got the cocoa powders the chocolate liqueur and then those blend and those are usually used in a variety of food products and they provide like that chocolate quote-unquote flavoring to syrups toppings chocolate milk cake mixes and even like in some part of pharmaceuticals as well that have that "quote unquote" chocolate flavor. And then yeah. there, there, there are different methods. And this is what Tim was talking about earlier. So we've got the roasting method. This develops flavor, reduces acidity and astringency, lowers more, <laughs> lowers moisture content, deepens color, and f- facilitates the shell removal. So after you roast it, comes the cracking and fanning process in which machines crack the shells and then separate them from the heavier nibs by the means of blowers. The cell walls of the nibs are in turn broken by grinding, releasing the fat or cocoa butter, forming a paste called chocolate liqueur or cocoa mass. If alkalized, mm-hmm. Dutch chocolate liquor is produced, the cocoa beans may be winnowed raw... And then the raw nibs will be alkalized and then roasted prior to grinding. So to kind of get more into the Dutch process. So this alkalizing process is a food grade alkali solution that may be applied in order to partially neutralize the natural cocoa acids. Mostly, Mostly acidic acid like that and vinegar, right? So just kind of think of that level or it may, produced, uh, may be used to produce an alkaline product with a pH as high as 8.0. So potassium carbonate is most commonly used as an al- alkalizer, although some alkalis, such as sodium carbonate, may also be used. Um, in addition to altering the pH of the cocoa powder, the process darkens color, mellows flavor, and alters taste characteristics. Then, this is this is the last, but definitely not least, we've got the coker pow- cocoa powders themselves. These are produced by pulverizing cocoa cakes made by subjecting the chocolate liquor of about 53 to 56% cocoa butter content to hydraulic pressing to remove a predetermined amount of cocoa butter. So in the United States, these commercial grades, you're looking at about 11 11- Seventeen or twenty two percent cocoa butter. Those are gonna be varying varying de- degrees. And then these methods then wow. produce specific types of chocolates. It's a whole thing. Wow. It's a whole thing. So that's,
1: that was that's so much.
0: It's so much. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was it was a whole I mean, I understand it was a process, but not leveled out like that. And so whenever you create the baking chocolate, that's usually made from the finely ground nibs. Oh, okay. And then right. um the broken pieces of the roasted shelled cocoa beans too. Okay. And then this one's, this one's bitter because there's no sugar in it um, and mm-hmm. it can either be natural or alkaline. So okay. you can treat it that way okay. or it's just going to roll off the, the belt as is. Then you've got the sweet yeah. chocolate, which is like not the dark chocolate, but it's darker chocolate. Um, yeah. This one, you add the chocolate again, the the treated mm-hmm. chocolate liquor, um, sugar, cocoa butter, and then vanilla beans, salt, spices, essential oils. Right. Um, it's just
1: like a, it's just like an, it's a mix essentially. You got to, it. Yeah. To then create a bar or some shit like that. You got or it. Whatever. They're
0: going to add like some sort of yeah. emulsifier in this. And then usually the sweet chocolate contains about 15% chocolate liquor content, but most sweet mm-hmm. chocolate will contain about 25 to 35 because we'll, to your yeah. point earlier, we'll just blast that shit up a little bit more. Yeah. And then there's milk chocolate. And then you said su- that's when you substitute a milk solid for a portion of the chocolate mm-hmm. liquor. And then that's, again, that kind of yeah. goes back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, at the the processing plants for these things, it must be one impressive uh, ordeal.
0: It, no, absolutely. And the thing is, like, even... Because so you know they
1: like have they just have all the different functions like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like oh this batch is going here, this batch is going exactly, here, this batch is going there, and then it just like all just processes it and exactly. They have their workers just kind of making sure shit's going well.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's interesting too because they'll also use the shells. So it's not only just like mm. the the seeds and the nib, like the nibs themselves, but they'll use the shells for fertilizer, mulch, and they can also be used for fuel too. Yeah. So it's I mean almost using the entirety of of the crop itself um which doesn't like a good yield yeah and that doesn't happen a lot but the thing with the thing with cacao is that you can only you're limited to the the size of farming that you can do with them most of the time you're not going to see like these these vast like lands of of crop that's just not with that's just it's
1: fucking trees yeah (laughs)
0: exactly like like, they can only grow so much right and i mean it takes literally four years Mm. for it to to come back and and naturally produced so that's yeah yeah. no i that again something that we i especially didn't even think about when it comes to chocolate and then to your point again like we talked about the cultivation like this is a pretty heavily involved manual labor process um again when we we talk about where it's being done these are places that haven't exactly fully industrialized the farming the agricultural process that they go through um a lot of it still heavily relies on manpower (laughs) on manpower and unfortunately in these countries it's more so ends up lying on women and children um yeah in most cases again i can't confirm for sure but in most cases it's not necessarily a a situation of forced child labor or or forced women labor but also in that same breath these are opportunities quote unquote that have been presented guys it's
1: guys the employer employee relationship yeah. is not a balanced relationship whenever the employer uh is the only employer. Yeah. Uh it's forced. Uh I don't care what anyone says, it's forced, and it's shitty. The power balance is not there. Yeah. Yeah. Do better. Do better, be better. Um, that's the that's the tag line to where does food now? <laughs> it's just like do better, be better. No better, be better. <laughs> yeah. I you have more to say. I'll let you finish your No, you're good. I'm like you I can
0: you can definitely like Send send it home on no. this one. So
1: no, I'm yeah, I'm not gonna get on my high horse yet. <laughs> so a, it's a, 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 a re- small horse, a miniature going no. get on.
0: Um, a recent a report horse. from the University of Chicago indicated that about 1.6 million children engaged in child labor on cacao farms in the Ivory Coast and Ghana so that's just in africa let's not mm. count the numbers coming out of south america which was horse, very muddled it Horse outgrowth hard to get. Spurt. yeah um some things i want to mention that drive child labor are limited access to schools education um cultural practices and then lack of awareness and gender inequality those are the biggest things that are gonna um play into child labor regardless yeah. of where you are and then on the flip yeah. side of that women are heavily involved in all stages of cacao tree production heavily, heavily involved. But to your point, they don't have any autonomy in that. It's estimated that women provide almost 50% of the labor force for cacao trees again, but no autonomy in that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. And so we're talking and, and what we're really talking about here, right. Is we're talking about like our, the global network that is like employment. I mean, it's just in these companies are just global companies. And so we're talking about, These countries that, you know, they have their, they have their, uh, they're developing and they have different, um, cultures than, uh, you know, than we do, than any, than other countries that are, you know, closer to them. And as far as like development wise, like, you know, every country's got their own culture and like what we do and how we do things differently. However, the ceiling for like how we should treat people Mm -hmm. when it comes to employment really for the love of fucking Christ has, has to be better. It has to be better. It just has to be better. I don't, I really don't have much to say on it because it's just, it's, it's just insane to me. I mean, it like, why, like there's like this food that we just see on the shelves and we just shop and we just buy it. And, you know, it's okay that we, like, we don't necessarily think about that all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely like, again, and I'm not trying to sound conspiratorial or like it's like a fucking Mad Max villain at the top of like these chocolate companies, although you know, Nestle. <laughs> uh but like you know, but like I mean, I think I I think that maybe a little bit of that short sightedness that we have as consumers absolutely lends a hand for them to be a little fucking shysty. You know what I mean? 100%.
0: They're,
1: they're allowed to be shysty. They're allowed to, like, and, and let's face it, they're trying to sell a product. You know, they're selling us fucking $5 candy bars, and they're making it for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 20 cents of that's going to labor. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's Those are figurative numbers. Those aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> but, clarify. like, you know, or what I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just, like, and, and this child labor—it's not just chocolate, you know what I mean? Like Nike has an issue with it as well. We got a lot of like fast fashion things. Like I was that, gonna say, that. your your favorite fast
0: fast fashion brand probably has a problem with those.
1: Yeah, that does like the whole child labor thing. But I don't know. It—that's my—that's my whole thing. Let's just you know, I think we should hold these companies to better standards.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the corporate yeah. responsibility.
1: there Yeah. Yeah, as a society, not like personally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Don't, you don't. Don't. I don't believe in the bootstrap terminology, so don't do that. But, like, as a society, we should. <laughs> Collectively, as a community, we should uh, ask them to be better. And they should do better.
0: They know better. They should do better. They can afford yeah. to, also. Uh,
1: oh, and they know. They know. They know. And that's the kicker.
0: <laughs> yeah, they know, and they, they could probably afford
1: they to. fuck it. And you know what? And if they don't know, it's negligence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not true.
1: <laughs> they, they Listen, that's, ain't no way out of it. <laughs> You're either negligent or you know.
0: Like, so yeah i mean continue. they have they have some <laughs> some strategies in place to kind of help curve all of these things you know microfinance improved access to land ownership and membership in farmer groups or co-ops um, yeah, these buddy. all these things can all be, have super positive impacts but again it's something that actively you are struggling with on top of those things yeah. there's also deforestation right so Historically deforestation has been linked to poverty, insufficient law enforcement, immigration, logging and mining activities, and I mean just so much more. All of these things um heavily heavily contribute to climate change and that's directly gonna yeah. threaten not only cacao farmers' livelihoods, but farmers across the world for all time. I mean, yeah. we're seeing that now. So Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are.
0: And so it's like, yeah, we have governments, um, you know, nonprofit profit organizations, um, you know, they've man, attempted, it's,
1: but... It's it's truly just the sheer disrespect for, like, for food. It blows my mind mm-hmm. every time. Every time. I, I just... I, I've said it before previously, and I can just kind of expand upon it, but, like, I just don't think food works on a straightforward business model. You know what I mean? I just don't can't. think it works that way. I just don't, like... You know, I just think, like, profits are going to have to get it. You know what I mean? Like, they they just can't, like, we can't just, like, shoot for the fucking sky when it comes to, like, profits when it comes to food, man. Like, we have to take care of the people that are getting the food for us. We have to take care of the processes around food, and we have to take care of the land that provides the food. We have to take care of it. It's not an option. And if you keep going, we're going to lose things, like chocolate, and we're going to lose things, like vanilla. We're going to lose these... These things that we're just used to, that we don't think twice about. exactly. And, you know, it's not, I don't mean to be dire. I'm being dire. I don't mean to be dire. I just, you know. Sign of the times. It's not an option. It's not an option. Like, it, we have to be better about the way we treat food. We just have to be. Uh, and again, I mean collectively as, as a society. Not personally. Do your best personally. We're all trying. But, like, as a society, we should do better. And we should support co-ops. yes oh my gosh yes community gardens because it's yeah because it's fucking ownership like holy fuck support that shit please for the love of god support it (laughs) continue
0: (laughs) okay so i mean it's kind of perfect though i mean now that we have an idea of chocolate and how chocolate chocolate becomes quote-unquote chocolate let's talk about who and how and why we got here Let's, All right. Let's get into it. So
1: if you say Columbus, I'm going to fight the fuck out
0: oh of you. Oh boy, <laughs> do I have a surprise for you. So <laughs> etymologists trace the origin of the word chocolate to the Aztec word exo- exocodal. I said I practiced okay. this so many times, and of course I fucked it, it up. It is now.
1: okay if you can't pronounce which, an Aztec word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Which re- they're gonna come on me. Um, which referred to a bitter drink brewed from the cacao beans. The Latin name for the Hell cacao yeah. tree, the Obrama cacao, means "food of the gods."
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah!
0: It's, we love chocolate. Okay, so Tim.
1: Yeah, it's good, man. It's the food of the gods. It's food of the
0: gods. They're, I'm gonna start saying that now, to people. You want chocolate again? It's the food of the gods. Um, so there's four food main gods. types of chocolate that we identify today. So we've got like the okay. fondant chocolate. This is the most expensive chocolate with the intense and persistent aroma of cacao. Melts in your mouth, leaving a pleasant bitter aftertaste. Should be smooth to the touch, silky, and never grainy. The percentage of cacao, cacao, cacao is one of the main characteristics determining its quality. The best ones contain at least 70% cacao in them. Wow. So we've got good
1: Yeah. I mean, I knew this already. Okay, I did. So it's fine. Then we've
0: got... (laughs) (laughs) Then we've got Gianduha. It's brown in color. This is born from the union of hazelnuts, cacao, and sugar. Sometimes milk, almonds, and walnuts are added. Um, This was first made in Turin in the mid-19th century.
1: You're talking about Nutella.
0: (laughs) (laughs) talking
1: about that there Nutella. Uh, you're talking about Nutella. You said c- you said cacao and hazelnuts. That's <laughs> Nutella.
0: <laughs> Milk hazelnuts. That's that's it. But here, <laughs> here's the milky, the milky chocolate. This contains not less than twenty to twenty five percent cacao, in addition to the cacao butter. It's got sugar.
1: That's, a bit, that, that's abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> that's so little chocolate. So little chocolate. We have the, we, we have the milk chocolate. It's 1% cacao. <laughs> All cacao butter. And the rest is milk. It
0: li- no, yeah, tip because it's literally sugar, milk powder, and lactose So, yeah, yeah, a good milk chocolate is crisp, but it dissolves quickly yeah. in the mouth to a slightly mushy paste. And then finally, yeah. the taste should be sweet with a slight bitter note from the cacao because there's literally none in there.
1: So, yeah, just a slight bitter note. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's a it's more of a whisper, it's a whisper, it's a it's a whisper of a bitter note through because of the cacao. Yes,
0: so. it's a good, it's good for those that enjoy just the go. best milk
1: chocolate bars get waved over a bed of cacao beans but never touch but
0: never touched the cacao you
1: just want the aroma the illusion of cacao that there's yeah. chocolate in here it's the Lacroix of chocolate but you bars. want <laughs> you just that's a comp just... that's a comp right there oh my goodness yeah it's just a hint a just hint. a fucking su- it's a suggestion of chocolate and then it's it just is... milk and sugar it's milk and sugar with the suggestion of chocolate <laughs> That's what it is.
0: Delicious, though. Okay, so then you've got white chocolate.
1: Yeah. Which is cacao butter and sugar you guys, and milk. Ex- yes, um. thank you. And
0: yeah, <laughs> that's literally it. So you guys
1: probably,
0: yeah. like, white chocolate is more so used for, like, creative culinary.
1: White chocolate can suck my ass. I hate that shit. It's so <laughs> gross.
0: Tim, why do you hate white chocolate so much?
1: I say I hate it, but I'm not going to lie. I can munch on some white chocolate. Because like, I just like chocolate. But, like, out of all the chocolates.
0: <laughs> like a white chocolate no. mousse? Oh, my God.
1: Gosh. fuck off i don't care it's not chocolate it's just got cacao butter in it i don't consider it chocolate it's, yeah
0: no it's literally that is the main difference like yes it does it is chocolate yeah. but it has it's just the the butter which it's like you want to talk about yeah. remnants and wisps of chocolate like
1: yeah. there that's white chocolate it's just the it's just the butter
0: um yeah white chocolate i can't necessarily eat white chocolate on its own it yeah. tastes weird to me
1: well so so we use giardelli at work giardelli white chocolate Ooh. um yeah shit. That that you know what? Their white chocolate is really Y'all are good. fancy, okay. And it's it's yeah, it's very solid. Very solid white chocolate. Okay. Props to Jaredelli. I say, yeah, the one only
0: time I'll have white chocolate is gonna be um like the peppermint barks. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean
0: And even then it's layered, so
1: yeah, you know, but like everything, it's got to be a good quality, you know? Like it It might not be like actual chocolate, but there are some bad white chocolates out well, there. Well, it's like he's, yeah, <laughs> no. It's like some waxy, like waxy white chocolates. I swear to god.
0: Man, it's like you said, like weirdly enough, like bad sushi can still be good sushi, but bad chocolate is just bad chocolate. It's just bad There's, you know, chocolate. There's no coming back from I don't that. To yeah. 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 What an interesting that's if I, if I take anything yeah. away from this season, it might be that. Okay, so <laughs> So as mentioned before, archaeologists have discovered the earliest traces of cacao and potter used by the ancient Mayo Chimpi culture five thousand three hundred years ago in the upper Amazon region of Ecuador. Like chocolate is fucking old, you guys. Um, chocolate played an important political, economic, and spiritual role in ancient Mesoamerican. Kind of, kind of mentioned it earlier. So. The Mm. ground roasted cacao beans, they would usually um, make that into a paste, and then that paste would be mixed with water, vanilla, chili peppers, and other spicy, like other spices, really. Um, And then they would brew it, and it'd create this chocolate frothy drink. Nice. They were out there, again, not really making chocolate milk, but enjoying and ingesting chocolate.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sort of seems like they were treating it like coffee, but, you know.
0: Yeah. And it makes sense because. Chocolate has caffeine in it, so... Yeah, you know,
1: a little roasty-toasty. Yeah, a little roasty-toasty. You know, throw some hot water over it. There you go.
0: It's Tim. Yes, absolutely. Because we're now getting to the Legend Has It portion of the evening.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we've got... Legend Has It with L. Boom, boom, boom. That's our new... That's our new segment. It's
0: Legends of the Hidden Temple, but Legends of the Hidden Edible.
1: Oh, shit. We're a weed podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Damn it, Tim! No,
0: just edible foods. But we could maybe do an episode does, on that. Where does weed? <laughs> so we've got the Mayans, the Toltecs, and the Aztecs. They all essentially get credit for the creation of chocolate, pretty much just because they were all kind of hanging out around the same time. But yeah, they
1: were all around the chocolate.
0: But. Let's see what you, I'm, I'm going to be curious to know if you t- have a different take on this. So ancient Mesoamericans, they believed chocolate was an energy booster and an aphrodisiac with mythical and medicinal qualities. The Mayans who considered cacao a gift from the gods used chocolate for sacred ceremonies and funeral offerings. Wealthy Mayans drank foaming chocolate drinks while commoners consumed chocolate in a cold porridge-like dish. The Maya believed that cacao or cacao was discovered by the gods in a mountain that also contained other delectable foods for them to be eaten. According to Maya mythology, the plumed serpent gave cacao to the Maya after humans were created from maize by divine grandmother goddess Zumacaine. It was used in official ceremonies and religious rituals at feasts and funerals, again, and festivals as well. Um, They were also used as tribute and they were also used for medicinal purposes. So both cacao itself okay, okay. and the vessel, right? Those instruments were used for the preparation and serving of cacao, and they were also used as important gifts for tribute. So the beans were also used in patrol, like in marriage ceremonies, and then more so again for the upper middle, like upper middle, the upper class of the Mayans. So, <laughs> <laughs> the upper, yeah, how that shake out? So by 1400, here come the Aztecs. They're like, listen, what's up? At this point, they've taken over a sizable part of Mesoamerica. The kicker is is that they can't cultivate cacao themselves because um, the climate just isn't there for them. So they've got to import it. Of all the areas that were conquered by the Aztecs that grew cacao beans, they were ordered to pay those as a tax or a tribute to the Aztecs. So if you were out there and you were near the Aztecs and you were able to to grow cacao, they were like, "Hey, you're gonna pay that to us. It's just it's just a tribute wow. to the gods. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah. love you. Um, The cacao bean also became a form of currency there as well. And then the Aztecs... Damn. Yeah, right. The Aztecs also have a very similar origin story to the Mayans. So the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl discovered cacahuatl, or also known as bitter water, in a mountain filled with other plant foods. This is fun. The Madrid Codex, it's one of the few surviving books that is from the Aztecs that was essentially defined as like the pre-Columbus era. There's not shit left from them. But, like, this is one of the few things. In this book, it depicts priests lancing their earlobes and covering the cacao with blood as a suitable sacrifice to the gods. And then, according to the Journal of Nutrition, uh, it's an article, um, and I quote, The cacao beverage was used as a ritual only by men as it was believed to be intoxicating and food unsuitable for women and children. Wow. So, that's the mind in the Aztecs.
1: Yeah. Did I hear correctly that the mayans believe that they were formed out of maize mm-hmm. they believe they're corn they believe they believed that they were corn people
0: they were corn people because maize was like the wow. end all be all crop because you could yeah. do so much with it right
1: that's and that's we were talking about you know you're talking about cacao but that's insight to how they felt about corn as well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they had some good feelings on that corn and um, chocolate wow that's crazy man that's awesome. I like both of those stories. That's fun. I think they work together. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it feels like the Mayans maybe had a leg up, though.
0: I give it. I give you the l- no. Yeah, I give it because they no. were actually able to, to produce it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Get their it feels hands. Feels like on it.
1: maybe they had a better under. If they didn't have a leg up, they had a better understanding mm-hmm. of how cacao worked. Go Mayans. Go Mayans. For once you beat the Romans.
0: <laughs> on this <laughs> side Romans of the world, involved. man. Again, yeah, it kind Romans of aren't involved. it blew my mind how old like, the idea of chocolate is, though. Because, again, it's not like we're just talking about the cultivation of just the beans. And they were like, here, eat the bean. I mean, they were already breaking it down, having the yield of the bean, which is the chocolate in and of itself, and then putting that in a drinkable beverage or ferment.
1: Like fucking... Dude, sometimes I wish I... Like, sometimes I wish I had the conviction that, like, ancient religious societies had. You know what I mean? Holy shit, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine... Eating, uh, eating cacao, eating, eating a processed cacao and just going like, fuck, this is God's. Yeah, this is this for is, sure. This is
0: really God's plan.
1: Dan, I found God's shit. <laughs> this is God's shit, by the way. Hey, they, he did this.
0: <laughs> they felt Everyone gather complete. around,
1: gather around. This is god shit. God did this. And if you eat it, it tastes real good. And then they had a whole thing about it and ceremonies about it. And I don't think I've ever consumed anything and have had that much feeling about no. it ever. I like that's what I that's what I mean is I just wish I had that level tim is gonna get crazier about something.
0: the conviction is gonna get crazier about it because yeah again at this point they were i mean also using the beans as currency so it's like not only are you guys eating it and i think yeah. co- here's the unique thing about chocolate that we'll see a comparison now when we come to europe yeah. but obviously like you had the upper class of minds yeah. enjoying it one way and then you had what would be considered quote unquote the lower class of the minds also still ingesting it also still being able to enjoy the peasants chocolate just say the peasants the pe- peasants <laughs> the, okay. the peons. um which is unique because most of the times whenever yeah. we've seen food enter in any society it's always through the wealthy and then it trickles down it's never a we have this yeah or yeah
1: or vice versa right yeah. where it's like yeah. it's so readily available to fucking peasants that that it then because it works hard enough to become like a commodity that like rich people are like ooh let me in person mm-hmm. poor person for a week i'm gonna eat this gonna and eat be them. ooh look charles i'm poor you know what i mean <laughs> look charles i'm poor yeah you know how you know how rich people like to like play poor for a week uh, slum it yeah, up yeah they like to play poor they like to be facsimiles of poor people you know what i mean
0: oh yeah i that's my day-to-day life oh wait yeah so on one of their many visits to Central and South America, the Spaniards got a hold of chocolate, and they spread it to Europe the only way they knew how to. um, Colonizing and pillaging through Mesoamerican culture and people. Uh, So, legend has it that chocolate arrived in Europe during the 1500s, likely brought over by Spanish friars and conquistadors that had traveled to the Americas. Chocolate was the delectable symbol of luxury, wealth, and power. An expensive import slipped slipped um shipped by royal lip ships and affordable only to spanish elites again this is this wait on the the columbus thing yeah it took a while for the rest of europe to catch on the chocolate and it remained a spanish cuisine staple for a super long time before europe decided to give it a try um i want to note here this is where this story kind of comes into play there's a claim that the spanish explorer hernando cortez guys probably heard of him Apparently, he was the one that introduced Spanish to the chocolate after the Aztec king, King Montezuma, initially introduced it before they did our boys dirty and completely pillaged and raped. Those, those people, their resources, all of that. Apparently, they were drinking okay. the chocolate at a banquet that King Montezuma put on for Cortez. From there, the legend goes that the beverage made from cacao was introduced to the Spanish court in, in 1544 by Quechimaya. Ke- Ke- um, it was a noble that brought um, that brought the chocolate over from by Dominican friars. And then those Dominican friars, there's like, hey, Prince Philip, a.k.a. Philip II, a.k.a. Philip the Prudent. He was married to Elizabeth (laughs) I, of course. So like all things, chocolate popularity eventually spread to other European courts where aristocrats consumed it as a magic elixir with health benefits. This is where it gets a little a little more messy european powers where it gets messy this is where it gets, messy? <laughs> where it gets Holy more messy fucking yeah.
1: shit so you're we just talking about raping and pillaging people yeah
0: because we're about to <laughs> we're think- about to do that part again just somewhere else in the world so european okay. powers established colonial plantations in the equatorial regions around the world to uh, grow cacao f- and sugar fuck. Mm-hmm. when fuck. diseases brought when, when- by <laughs> europeans depleted the native mesoamerican labor pool African slaves were imported to the Americas to work on the plantain plantations and maintain chocolate production. The French, shout out, uh, the damn. French to establish cacao plantations in the Caribbean, while Spain subsequently developed their cacao plantations in Venezuela and Philippine colonies.
1: Yeah. History's fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. God ah, damn. We,
0: <laughs> I say we. I was not a part of that. They literally... Destroyed Mesoamerica and whoever was left yeah. there, and they said, "Okay, great." And then they brought slaves over from Africa to yeah. maintain the production.
1: That's wild, man. Fucking, hey, that sucks. Yeah, I really don't have. I really don't have anything to say on that because that, you know, it's shitty. It happened a long. It happened, uh, you know, long time ago, and it's a shitty part of the past. And we should not celebrate any of those fucks. No. That's what, I'll, that's what I'll say. Don't celebrate those bitches. Yeah, no, it's
0: dark. Um, so yeah. we're in Europe now. Um, in 1657, a Frenchman opened a chocolate shop in London. And so soon hereafter, chocolate houses started popping up. Yeah, London. Um, chocolate houses started popping up all over Europe. They were all the rage. Um, so this is, this is an interesting little nick. Of course, not only did they serve chocolate in these houses to these wealthy, wealthy people, they also had political meetings. And of course, oh. what goes hand in hand with political meetings, high stakes gambling. So these chocolate yeah, houses were—that
1: yeah, were, that makes sense. A
0: lot of fuck shit was going on, and then they were sipping on that yeah. that dranky drink.
1: Now, yeah, they're like they, they were just brothels. <laughs> <laughs> Probably brothels with chocolate sauce everywhere.
0: Chocolate's making its way to America now.
1: Yeah, chocolate is starting to Did manufacture. Like, who brought it? Like Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, thankfully, actually, no. Ironically, it was it was immigrants. So in 1765 okay. in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Well,
1: it's uh, first of all, it's always immigrants.
0: Well, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean, Tim.
1: But we give credit we, to everyone else. Yeah.
0: No, there's a fun little kicker about that, but we'll get to that here in a second.
1: So Ben Franklin. It was Ben Franklin. Was it wasn't just, Ben Franklin? No. <laughs> no. No, no, it
0: actually wasn't in, in America it was jamaica okay okay so american colonies in 1765 in dorchester massachusetts using beans brought by the new england sea captains from their voyages to the west indies james baker financed the first mill which was operated by the irish immigrant john hannon and water powers was used to grind the beans oh
1: okay sweet so this
0: is yeah this is essentially how it started um, so chocolate really just came into our lives because the Mesoamericans thought it was divine and brought about incredible health and wellness benefits and positive fortunes. And that's essentially why we started eating chocolate or ingesting. I should say eating chocolate, ingesting chocolate because it was yeah. drank first. And this is kind of where it gets a quick brief history of the globalization of chocolate.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it's not super complicated. No. <laughs> Once we start globalizing it, it, it's always pretty quick.
0: It's It's so fast. So it's like 1660 you've got belgium germany switzerland austria italy all them homies they're doing the chocolate houses they're perfecting chocolate Mm. they're enjoying it they're loving it again this is only for like wealthy people then weirdly enough we see a religious exemption is the reason why chocolate starts spreading like wildfire so in 1662 cardinal brancaccio pronounced that drinking hot chocolate did not break the fasting period spurring the spread of the drink in monastery and european courts wow didn't expect that so the mass production of selling chocolate happens because of the steam engine like i who would have thought um the steam engine it makes duh it makes chocolate cheaper to produce and it makes it easier to produce and distribute duh of course going back to how important like cacao beans were during the american revolutionary war chocolate was so valued that was included in soldiers' rations and used in lieu of wages. My boys were out here just fighting for, writing for the revolution, getting paid in fucking chocolate. Chocolate on their muskets. That's all these guys had.
1: (laughs) Wow, dude. (laughs) Holy fucking shit. Wow. Wow. I didn't learn learn that in school. No. (laughs) Holy fuck. Like,
0: what the hell? I would have never guessed that at all.
1: Holy fuck. You mean fucking... That fucking George Washington George Washington was slave teeth slave teeth himself was just doling out chocolates. My guy was
0: out that's what they didn't tell you. My guy was out here on the Delaware just like, Hey, catch a cocoa. Hey, yeah. you get a cocoa.
1: Throwing, throwing chocolate chocolate coins at people. That's actually where chocolate coins came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they came. Actually, Tim that, <laughs> that probably is anymore.
0: like that. <laughs> that would make sense. Use as a
1: currency. Holy fucking shit. So now dude, we that's wild. isn't that
0: wild. Now we get to the like kind of like the power players of chocolate. Like the who's who of yeah. what made chocolate that we know of today. So 1828, Dutch cacao. Ha A Dutch chemist, C. J. Van Houten, found a way to make powdered chocolate by removing about half the natural fat, that cacao butter that Tim was talking about earlier, from chocolate liquor. Pulverizing what remained, and then treating the mixture with alkaline salts to cut the bitter taste. So then, 1847, our boy Joseph Fry creates the first modern chocolate bar using that Dutch cocoa process that we've got going on. Mm. In 1868, the British company—I don't know—you've probably heard of them, Cadbury. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. They start to sell sweet little chocolates, and then 1876, yeah. milk chocolate made by Swiss Peter Daniel with condensed milk and powder, created by the one and only Henry Nestle, quote-unquote. Man. In 1900, some Swiss chocolate factories, um, Lint and, Sp- and Sprungli and Tobler-Succard, you've probably heard of these factories, just not as, yeah. as that. Um, they helped uh, get chocolate everybody. 1905, Cadbury sells the dairy milk chocolate that people know and love. 1907, Hershey's invents Hershey Kisses. Um,
1: Which, by the way... Cadbury tastes way different in Europe yes. than it does in the States. Um, so if you don't like Cadbury, if you don't like Cadbury here, just know that you're getting like a lesser quality Cadbury, like literally it's lesser quality. There is that's okay though. a
0: huge difference between like the sugar that is used abroad versus what gets put in our beverages and food here. It's 10 times yeah. better abroad. One of the biggest taste bud shocks I've ever had was um, visiting family in India. And eating, like, mm. a, a
1: Cadbury bar,
0: very different yeah. than what you get here versus what you get there. Mm-hmm. Same things, yeah. like, with, like, Cokes and Fanta. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, first of all, but let's... I'm going to be honest with you real quick. Even though I don't have a lot of experience eating, like, foreign renditions of, like, what we have here in the States. Listen, we may not do... I, uh, chocolate's, like, an exception, all right? When it's bad chocolate, it's bad chocolate. <laughs> However, we do... Uh, make some of the like most MSG salty goodness when it comes to chips <laughs> and things like that. And all the alternative versions, I guarantee you, aren't hitting. Like they, they don't. Hit here. No, they
0: don't. They don't hit. You know I mean? they the MSG. Doritos ain't
1: sh- Doritos aren't smacking if it's made with yellow cheese. All right. It belays, gotta be orange. Don't okay? hit yeah.
0: You're absolutely right <laughs> yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, props to us for not caring about our food. <laughs>
0: we're number one not in food safety we're number one so yeah then 1910 belgian inventor Jean newhouse the second and created these chocolate dairy confections with flavored filling called pralines and then 1923 frank mars creates the milky way nice so yeah the jamaicans let's talk about them so the jamaicans are credited for brewing a hot beverage made of freshly harvested cacao boiled with milk And cinnamon as far back as 1494.
1: They made hot cocoa.
0: Sounds like hot cocoa to me, right? So
1: Jamaicans made hot cocoa, but they added cinnamon. That's that adult move right there, guys. If you aren't adding cinnamon to your chocolate like things, you're messing up, man. Cinnamon it plays, it plays just the right, just. It's not overbearing. It brings like a little bit of warmth to your chocolate. That's what I'm saying. 10 out of Jamaicans created hot chocolate. Yes,
0: because here's here's the kicker with that. There's a guy named Hans Salone. and he was an Irishman who spent some time in Jamaica, and he gets quote unquote credited for the creation of like hot chocolate because he brought the the milk or like he brought like the mix of cacao of uh, the cacao powder and the mi- and then he mixed milk into it and he used it as a remedy. And so everyone was like, "Oh, so, like you created hot chocolate," and it's like, "No, no, he." Took the recipe that the Jamaicans already had and brought it over. Oh, I
1: swear to God, so Jamaicans invented hot. chocolate And Jamaicans
0: invented, it, which I think is really fantastic because it's like I've Caribbean, like you feel like it's a hot country, and it's like oh no, they've been like smashing hot chocolate for as long as I can remember, 1494. Yeah, man. So that That's was really good. cool. Yeah, I thought that was that was a nice little a little. Yeah,
1: they knew they knew it was hitting right off the bat. Right off the bat,
0: There's a little cinnamon in there, like yeah. you said, total adult move. So yeah. let's fast forward to today. And what the state right. of, of the cacao and, and chocolate is. So the cacao plant, kind of mentioned earlier, it's grown in several countries, mostly Ivory Coast, Ghana, Indonesia, Nigeria, Brazil, Cameroon, Ecuador, Dominican Republic, and Papua New Guinea. Other countries cultivating it are Madagascar, Malaysia, Mexico, some Caribbean islands such as Grenada and Cuba, and then some Pacific islands like Samoa. About three quarters of the world's cocoa beans are produced in Africa. I'm going to say that again. About three quarters of the world's cocoa beans are produced in Africa. Say like cacao beans. Wow. Um, African production is about three times the output in the homeland of chocolate, America, quote unquote. Um, the main cacao bean producing country is going to be the Ivory Coast, followed by Ghana and then Ecuador. The Ivory Coast is also the leading cocoa bean processor just ahead of the Netherlands. Did kind of want to add this asterisk to that. So Belgium is the country that exports the most amount of chocolate and chocolate-containing products, but it's Africa, more specifically the Ivory Coast, that leads in the process and production of the cacao plant in and of itself. Tim, it's roughly five tons that they're responsible for. And then overall like when you talk about like projected. So by the end of 2022, the worldwide chocolate confectionery market share will come into an estimated $207 billion. And that's just in 22. And it's like looking at graphs. I mean, that's only going to go up.
1: My God. Yeah.
0: To put it in perspective, the United States has about $9 billion of market share, that chocolate market share. Again, the entire thing is 207 billion. Like that's, yeah, nine six makes up a lot nothing, of it but it's nothing, nothing nothing in comparison to the rest of the world
1: minuscule yeah so we have no we have no leverage <laughs> no which <laughs> no leverage no surprise
0: but yeah tim that's chocolate <laughs> yeah. that is chocolate that's chocolate that's man chocolate. that's chocolate that was a long ride. A
1: cacao shell baby that was a long that's, ride. yeah that is a long ride
0: um yeah eight and a quarter
1: wow what are you feeling uh eight eight we lost the quarter <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've lost a quarter I figured. <laughs> for, for very obvious goddamn reasons. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't eat chocolate anymore, guys. No, I can't. I will uh, still, and I had some today. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn, dude, that's wild. What a ride. What a ride. Um, I'm dropping it to eight. Uh, not any fault to you though. It is what uh, it is. Yeah, f- mainly fault to the like raping and pillaging part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The child labor part stuck with me as well. Yeah, so that's chocolate. We should, I don't know, do better. Um, No better, do better. Yeah. Welcome to Where Does Food. That's the end of the podcast. So I guess say goodbye to Where Does Food. That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Um, If you liked what you heard, uh, great. That's awesome. You should tell us about that tell us how much you like it by leaving a simple review and a rating it's super easy and it's a quick and easy way to support us it's fantastic super nice and it, do you like that intro music do you like the outro music playing Pretty right now sick, because right? you like our little stingers cool right sick well they're made by a friend of mine a good friend of the podcast awesome art you can check out his music on spotify under the name meridian sky I, you know what I should ask him if he has other profiles I'll do that um but I do know he's on Spotify, so if you want to go listen to him, uh, he does, you know, he makes this nice, like, instrumental rock music. It's super cool. It's jam. You know it's, you know, it's jam bandy type stuff. It's great. Support, support people. Just go support people. Support him. He does a great job, and he did our music and stuff literally just because he likes the podcast, so. Good guy. That's awesome. Um, you can, uh, you can check us out on Twitter, mainly. We do have websites, where does food.com. Oh, yeah. But you can you can check us out on Twitter. We're at where does food. Um, you can follow us. You can follow me personally at time We Hunt, and you can follow L personally
0: at L Chapo with three underscores in between the L and the Chapo.
1: Yeah, hers isn't complicated at all. Okay. You can also just look in the description and see what we have. You can see it all, including uh, Austin's thing, and uh, now including show notes because I'm not being a little lazy bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have some show notes in there as well. Uh, you can, guys, you can also buy us a coffee. Um, we do have a support button. You go to anchor.fm forward slash where-does-food and you'll actually see our support button there. We also have the support button link in, uh, again, in the description of this podcast, of this episode. And, yeah, it's the little uh, buy us coffee thing. Like, you know, we, uh, we aren't going to, like, give you any rewards or anything. It's literally just to support us if that's how you want to support us. Uh, and we will greatly appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, send you some high fives, uh, and keep producing this great podcast for you and you'll make it possible if you, if you do that. Heck so, yeah. you know, shout out if you do that. Great. Shout out if you don't, uh, it's fine. I'm not going to say it's bringing money. Uh, <laughs> It's not my place. I think that's it. Crush it, Tim. I always have to get confirmation because I don't remember. I'm not scripted these days. I used to be. I'm not scripted these days.
0: No, you've got it. You got the outro down pat yeah. now, so you're fine. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. That was that was weirdest food. That was weirdest chocolate. We'll see you guys later.